All right, welcome to the Big Go Belt Podcast. Uh, we're going to get into a very monumental week as uh, All In is September 1st, this Saturday. So, um, you know, we talked about it previously in the past, some, but it's actually here this week. Um, and um, in order to help me talk about the show, this, this, this is a returning person. You certainly, if you've been a longtime fan of the BGB podcast, you heard his voice, but it is absolutely good. And a great feeling to have him back. How you doing, Aaron? Oh, it's very, very nice to be back on the show. I think the last I did like a quick in and out appearance, like right after my daughter was born, which was why I'm no longer regular on the show. But that was almost two years ago now. <laughs> so this is, I, I've been due to come back. So it's good to be back. <laughs> good to have you back, my dude. So um, all in. We know that is in your backyard. Um, we yes. we last uh kicked it at um Money in the Bank, which is also in your backyard. But yes. um, not only just because it's in your backyard, I mean, this is this is a game changer. I I, I want to start the show first by saying, um, uh, again, thanks for uh to uh Nick Aldis for coming on the show previously as a guest and um, you know, not only talking about the storyline between him and Cody, but also we was able to tap into his mind of of somebody else who was able to uh contribute and also he gave us a lot of insight as well as what the young bucks and cody had to do in order to put this together so you know we're actually seeing all in happen but when you actually hear the stories and the efforts that everyone had to do to to, to get to this point also you want to listen to the the recent episode on talk is jericho wrestling right now is in really safe hands outside of wwe like a lot of great things and this is just the, the 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 foundation but a lot of great things is is going to be happening in the future but nonetheless you'll be attending this monumental event and um I, let, let, let's 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 start from square one when i'm not sure where you may have eventually heard that this was happening did you see the tweet but uh between Meltzer and you know the little debate there or how did this come about for you when you heard about all and getting ready to start about yeah, I mean, I, I've heard that's kind of like the origin story of it. I was, I think I've been kind of made aware of it from following the Being the Elite YouTube series. I started like, I like kind of became aware of it over the Christmas holiday. And I just started steamrolling through the whole back catalog and caught up to the present day. And now I watch every week. Um, and I saw that they started to hint at it more and more there. And they eventually, you know, th there was a lot of rumors that it was going to be Chicago. That was always kind of the destination where people thought it made the most sense just because it's such a hotbed wrestling market. I know they mm -hmm. run AAW out of the suburbs. If I lived closer to the suburbs, I would go to those shows more often. I have friends that do. Um, so that's where I'd heard about it. And once they announced the Sears Center, which is it's not in downtown Chicago, I know a lot of wrestling shows get marketed from chicago hoffman estates is where it's at which is kind of like a north i think northwestern suburb um just like rosemont was when you came to mm -hmm. money in the bank and take over of course the past two years 
but um once we found out it was for sure going to be in the burbs i made quick contact with a friend of mine from high school who lives in uh downtown now and we we went to wrestlemania 22 together in chicago and we've been to several shows together and uh, you actually met my friend Brian at uh, yep. Takeover One, so mm -hmm. we decided we were going to go. And uh, two other buddies of mine wanted to go with as well. And I can just tell you the story of getting the tickets. If you want to go, get, go towards yeah, that. Go for it, dude. Go so for this it. tickets would have been was that in like April or May? I know we were back from New Orleans by then. Yeah. So it was a Sunday afternoon on sale, and the way we worked it out was my friend Brian and I would both be online attempt to get into the ticket queue and we were on the phone with each other and just you know whoever got in first because we figured like we figured it would be busy we didn't anticipate it was going to sell out and i think it was 27 <laughs> minutes which is just amazing for those guys but by, by the way was it was a ticket master you dealt with no you the the venue itself has their own online okay. ticketing system which like crashed immediately oh. i never made it through the ticket queue but brian did okay. we are in the lower bowl section facing the entrance ramp so nice. very good view i think that the face value ended up being like 34 dollars. <laughs> nice which is amazing so yeah. yeah like if it was just up to me i wouldn't even be going because i didn't get to the ticket queue but brian did and i don't know if it's just luck or because he lives in the closer immediate <laughs> chicago market i don't know yeah. what it was but good on us we get to go yeah yeah and I, you know I will, I will put out there too when i was downtown the summer I was able to visit Pro Wrestling Tees, which is where all of the independent wrestling T-shirts come from. And if mm -hmm. you ever get a chance to stop there, it's fantastic. I bought my all-in shirt there. I bought a Golden Elite shirt there. I have so many shirts now, I don't know what I'm going to wear Saturday. But <laughs> Only could wear one, I would assume. Yes. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, you everyone knows, or at least anyone who's ever gone to any events, the, the ticket purchasing thing is already the first obstacle. So, you know, once you're able to confirm something afterwards, that's literally the moral victory, regardless if it's sold out or not. But the fact that they did sell 10,000 tickets, which was a bet, well, not really a bet, but a fan acts, you know, Meltzer, if ROH could do it online and um, immediately, uh, the young bucks kind of jumped in was like they would take that back so that's kind of how the origin kind of went but nonetheless yeah getting the tickets nonetheless even if it did sell out is a more victory because Ticketmaster or whoever especially um i can't even think of the um uh the arena for philly but when i was trying to get royal rumble tickets it was a massacre it just was so bad so <laughs> it, it's just nothing better than when you just get your tickets so i got to commend you and brian for being able to put something together for that yeah. so that's that's pretty awesome but um, other than that, I mean, my, my, my next question is too. Now we, we know you have a really extensive history in, um, and watching professional wrestling. You've been a fan for years. Yes. Um, you, I, I like to always award you to being one of the most knowledgeable people about the history of wrestling as well, too. What draws you to a show, a card that doesn't have a card? <laughs> well, and and I mean, I guess that's not as unusual as we like to think because you and I together have bought WrestleMania tickets twice with no preconceived card that far out. But for this particular event, I think it just it came down to the fact that I had confidence in the the Young Bucks and Cody to put together. I mean, the, the interviews I've heard, they've talked about it's not so much an event as buying into a feeling and into a movement. And while I'm a lifelong fan of WWE, 
and the bigness of that corporate monster that it is, <laughs> I also appreciate what these guys are doing um, relatively independently. I think sometimes it's given a lot of credit, you know, considering the fact that Ring of Honor and New Japan have given much blessing to make this card possible. Like we're going to oh, be able yeah. to see Okada in the suburbs of Illinois this weekend. Yeah, I, I don't think crazy. that gets talked about enough, but the the draw for me was the Bucks. I've been a fan for a while. Like I said, I watched the Being the Elite show. Mm-hmm. I um I guess I just kind of had confidence that if they were going to sell that many tickets, it was going to be a big enough of an event. Um since the card's been announced, I've become a huge fan of the show Arrow. I've gone going back and watching the seasons on Netflix. So right, right. to see Stephen Amell wrestle is going to be fantastic. I understand yeah. that him and Cody were training in Vancouver where they shoot the show. Yeah. Uh, I think they're training tomorrow again. Yeah. Um, I'm also really just excited to see, like I said, some of these new Japan talent, like Kota Ibushi, how many people get to see him wrestle stateside. Yeah. We're going to get to do that. Um, I, I guess I just had that confidence and I, I felt that it was a historical enough event that we wanted to try and get the tickets up front. And yeah. we were fortunate and we'll be there. Do you think if it wasn't in your backyard where you would have been this confident in it as well? I mean, I, it, if it wasn't local, I probably wouldn't be attending because okay. we, you know, we already got on a couple airplanes this year. We were at WrestleMania yeah. this year, but I definitely would have watched on pay-per-view. Yeah, for sure. And also too, just um, to, to kind of reference the Jericho podcast, obviously they wanted to, the, the other option uh, was in California, which mm-hmm. is uh, where they are running the New Japan shows at. And then also to your point too, um, they did mention that the New Japan people were like, "Hey, what do we need to do to help?" Um, yeah, you can have access to whoever talent you want, which is an ultimate blessing. Rh, however, they say it was just like, "Um, what are you guys doing?" We we don't know anything about it, but then it kind of you know went with it. But you know, it's. It's like all the stars aligned for this to happen. And the other really interesting point that I want to pull out from the Jericho's podcast, and then we'll, we'll continue on, is um no promoter, including Vincent J. McMahon himself, had no confidence that they can do something in the month of September. As they said, September happens to be one of the worst months to promote an event ever. And I'm it, it was weird to me because, you know, boxing always runs – uh, something on Mexican Independence Weekend, which is the second week of September, but they said it's religiously has been a a, a, a horror horror stories for them to run events. Um, in September, I forgot the other promoter they referenced as well that also said that it's oh the uh, the promoter from WCW back in the day. Um, but uh, nonetheless, they did it, and, and I think to your point too, there's a lot of confidence behind the Bucks because we've seen them do monumental things with merch i mean the the hot topic deal the to to how much money they they always reference to how much they make on the indies for selling merch and always being super creative in um you know even when they got the cease and desist they were able to make that a shirt i mean these guys (laughs) are doing things that you know people wish they can do and i mean outside of joey ryan on the indies like Young Bucks, Cody, all of them, the 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 um Bullet Club, like they they're doing it. So to think that could they actually sell out? I mean, they religiously have a cult. Like there's people that like their in ring work, and as they said on the show, there's people that just literally like being the elite. So 
it's just crazy that this all happened in 26 minutes. I mean, that's just insane. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't bet five dollars that that was that that would happen beforehand. And look where we're at. Yeah, it's it's truly remarkable. And like you said, it's it's becoming it's pop culture in a way. Like yeah. it's it's in a way transcending the wrestling genre where you get into the merchandising. They have a children's book out. Yeah. Um, there's music coming out that's been inspired or in some cases their dad is the one that's performing a lot of the music that's on that show. Yeah. He's doing a jam session at Starcast. Oh so again, like if I if I wasn't, you know, in my more adult years with responsibilities, I would be <laughs> jamming out at Starcast all weekend up there. Maybe a weekend out of it because I got I got people up there I could crash with and stuff. But um yeah it, it's truly remarkable. It's definitely a movement and to your point about kind of getting the approval of the companies, these guys have a lot of cachet at the moment because their deals are all up yeah. around the beginning of 2019. And Cody just came out and basically said that him and Paige and the Bucks and Kenny Omega, whatever move they make next, they're making it as a group, which like that's a lot of leverage power. That's a lot of star power, mm -hmm. especially with, you know, with Kenny Omega being in that conversation, who I consider to be among the top three in ring performers at this time and like and, any company would want him including wwe and and let let it be clear because i know people like to mark out for stuff who, who, who may listen to this but not listen to jericho they also cody also very much said that he he could not take directions from anyone ever again yeah complete control of everything he does and as long as they give him the ending he's he's cool with it and then also too, I meant to say that um, Stephen Amell was at uh, San Diego Comic Con, and um, I was able to I was able to speak to him and shake his hand. And then there was a bum rush of the crowd, and it completely shut down the CW um, little round table thing um, temporarily. So wasn't able to sneak in an all in question. But that is awesome that he's going to be there as well too. Yeah, and he looks great. great shape too in person. Oh yeah, he's he's mega jacked right now. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> so, so, so my question, maybe you know more about this too, before we just go down the card really sure, quick, everyone's sure. going to be in an all in Starcast. Now, I will say this Nick Aldis asked, Were we going to be at Starcast? And I, I kind of ignorantly didn't know quite how to respond because I knew what they were trying to put together with Starcast as a convention type of thing. So it was like, where we're going to be there is like, uh, you know, we're more like we want to see the show type of guys. We're now we're all about the hoopla, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, plus, plus, I just came off of one of the biggest, you know, comic comic cons of the year. So it's well, just, and we like, both went to Access down in New Orleans, too. And that, and that did it for us. You know, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. we understood. But the other dynamics was that StarCast is allowing a podcast role, which I think that's what he was referring to. Mm -hmm. so then my eyebrows started raising like ah I, so I, I will i will pitch this shot now we definitely will be investigating the criteria for being able to apply for uh i don't i'm not really even sure how they're doing it. i heard some people saying people were paying 400 dollars, which is a no um we will uh if anything we'll apply for press if they're going to allow that we can go there and do some stuff there for free especially if they either do it back in chicago next year or even if they're doing it um, California, if they were to, to, get, to throw some props over to some accredited podcast, I'd definitely be down for that. But nonetheless, that's 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 to speak for another another day. Um, what about Starcast? That ultimately, um, 
basically, what's your thoughts on it as a whole? Because this just seems like so much that they want to do. I, I, maybe I feel just a little lost about it a little bit. I'm not sure. Well, I guess like if if they were going to draw that many people, and granted, I I assume a lot of them are going to come from the Illinois market or the Midwest market, like me. But then you've got people I've read about that are traveling across international waters or across mm. the coast, you know, different parts of the country to fly in. You need to make it a destination. Why not monetize that? Or even for the people that aren't coming to the show, monetize that as a weekend long event, considering it's a holiday weekend. You can bring in a lot of personalities, um, you know, the meet and greets, the live podcasts, the photo ops um, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I think it's really smart by them. And then that also coincides with, like I said before, Pro Wrestling Tees just being there in the city. And I know they're doing shuttle runs to Pro Wrestling Tees because you have the CM Punk meet and greet on, I believe it's Saturday during the day. And then Okada is actually signing there on Sunday from what I read. So I, I just think it's it's an attempt to monetize the weekend as more of an event than just, you know, a show, just the one show in and out type of thing, which is smart by them. Okay. Um, I definitely know listening to the myriad of Conrad Thompson podcasts that he's kind of coordinating that whole weekend and good for him, you know, good by him. He's certainly given me a lot of listening entertainment over the past couple of years. <laughs> I, I love the Bruce Pritchard show. I've dabbled yeah. in um, Eric Bischoff's 83 weeks with the <laughs> topics I was interested in as well. But I, I get it. And like I said, it, I, there's stuff that does interest me. I know they're doing a round table about the death of WCW. I see that. They're doing mm -hmm. the roast of Bruce Pritchard. Yep, um, I, I know you can get your picture with a lot of classic different title belts. Like I think the NWA title is going to be there. I think they have an authentic WCW Nitro set up or something. Um, yeah. it, it should be really fun for the folks that get to go. I'm, I'm, I know they're broadcasting a lot of the main events from that weekend on Fight TV. And yeah, if there were enough hours in the day, I'd probably sit on and watch that. But I just, you know, there's yeah. a reason I'm not on this podcast anymore regularly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I understand. Yeah, I'm looking at the fight schedule, and they do have tons of stuff up and down. So there's going to be a lot of high-profile podcasts. Let's let's not let us not make this. Uh, let, let's make this very clear. A lot of the world-renowned podcasts will have slots here. And Macaulay also, Culkin's too. podcast is going to be there. I totally hope to bump into him that weekend. Really? Yeah, yeah. he has a he has a podcast. He's a he's a pro wrestling fan. He was at WrestleMania this year. I, I that's that's new to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I had no clue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, yeah, a lot of like I said, a lot of the world renowned podcasts will be streaming live on Fight TV, so that's really cool. Um, for anyone who's not able to to attend, um, yeah, the War Games retrospective. Oh, that's JJ Dillon. Now that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And also too, and then and, and like I say, apparently too, they're going to have a floor for other you know up and coming podcast shows and other things to so either sell merch, toys, whatever, and all that other stuff. So. Um, it will be a whole spectacle in its own uh, throughout the week. And this looks like this is starting on uh, the 30th. And it's going to, oh, and it's even going into the second. So even after All In is yeah. over on it. So, um, but yeah, let's 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 go down the card real quick or, you know, pretty much some of the mouse, uh, matches that's been announced. Now, obviously, the main event or the biggest uh, match uh, for All In will be Nick Aldis, the champion, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Versus Cody Rhodes, that should be good. You got uh, um, Okada versus Marty Scroll. 
Joey Janela versus Hangman Page. You got a Rey Mysterio appearance happening mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Phoenix and Bam Ditto, if I'm saying that right. And then the Golden Elite, uh, which is uh, uh, Matt, uh, the Young Bucks, excuse me, and Kota Obushi. Yeah, Christopher Daniel versus Stephen Emile, which is really, I think that's underratedly going to be a really fun match. It's going to be like that Ronda Rousey vibe, right? Where like I think so. Yeah, he wrestled before at SummerSlam a few years back, but yeah, you you kind of would assume he's going to break out some really cool stuff here. Lord knows, CD's going to be able to prop up any weaknesses he might have in the ring. I I really look forward to that match. <laughs> yeah, from some of the clips I've seen him working before, I mean, this guy, he's he's laying it in. He's, he's, he's like all about cross him. bodies and stuff. It's going to yeah. be awesome. Uh, you got uh, SCU versus the Briscoes. That's going to be absolutely amazing. SCU. Yeah, that I, I that if there's one match I want to make sure I see right on the money, it's got to be that one. Um, you do and that's have... on the pre-show, which is on WGN America, which exactly. is insane that they also got broadcast TV to, for the <laughs> yeah. pre-show. Yeah, like, how does that happen? Um, who else you got? You got oh, okay, so you have Madison Rain, Brittany Baker, uh, Chelsea Green, and Tessa Blanchard. Um, originally Deanna Peraza was going to be part of this, uh, because I'm she's guessing in NXT now, right? Yeah, she's in NXT. Uh, but Madison Rain, who's just coming off of uh, the May Young Classic, Brittany Breaker also worked the dark match at the uh, May Young Classic. Um, and then you got Chelsea Green and Tessa Blanchard. That, that's automatically just going to be a really stellar match there. Uh, Jay Lethal will be, which we'll talk about really quick in a second, uh, will be facing the over-the-budget Battle Royal winner. And you have Cody Omega versus uh, Pentagon, which should be good. I don't even know if I've ever seen those two work, so I can only imagine how that's going to be. Um, and then so far over the over the budget um battle royal, you have Jordan Grace, Moose, Rocket Romero, Cole Cabana, Ethan Page, Brian Cage, Billy Gunn, Jimmy Jacobs, Marco Stunt, who just came to over pro last week, Brandon Cutler, and Punishment Martini. Now, the one thing I want to note is that the the um the zero hour starts at 6 p.m. Eastern time, all in starts in at 7 p.m. time, which means that there's a battle royal that legitly in one match. That has to cover an hour. I'm assuming this tag match may the Briscoes match is going to be on the pre-show too. So there there'll be two matches. Yeah, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. I, uh, yeah, that's what I meant about tag match. So I'm 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 going to assume the Briscoes match is going to go somewhere around 15. We'll say max 20 minutes, but that's still another 30 minutes for a battle royal. And they only announced what I, what I say about like seven people. I yeah. expect I expect a lot of other names to be mentioned here and in, in special appearances. So. Especially with a lot of the rumored people to come, there's no better way to protect some people than well, to have know, to work a battle royal. You know what I read today, and I don't know if it's true or not. I read that Virgil's gonna be in the battle royal. I oh really my, I oh really hope God. that's true. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I like read that on one site that had him listed in the lineup, and I was like, bro, I totally <laughs> want to see Virgil. <laughs> I he's, be been on, he's been on being the elite before too, so it's not yeah. like super far fetched. I wouldn't be surprised if Jericho made an appearance here too. So, dude, I would. That place would melt down. I'm yeah, just saying. It just like, makes sense. I mean, no every, meltdown. Everyone's kind of working this. Everyone's working the cruise and everything. Well, people would be thinking that Neville, since he's out of his WWE contract, is going to show up. Like that would be awesome. If he wins that, him versus Jay Lethal. Oh my goodness! How much fun would that be? I, I don't know even know if fun is the right word for this, but oh my God, I yeah. didn't even think of that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. 
So you you heard the car. You obviously will be attending in it. Um, and you will be there in attendance. What yes. match really just is the one that just does it for you? So I would say that there's like three. Like as fun as the idea of Cody challenging for the title that his dad held is, like that's not what's tipping it over the scales for me. Granted, I think that's definitely an attraction. I know that going on last has been confirmed to be that six-man tag with the Golden Elite versus Mysterio and Phoenix and Bandito. I think that's just going to be like a glorious spot fest to end all spot fest. Oh, yeah. Um, I did read uh, on Twitter right before we started recording that Cody Rhodes said Nick Jackson is fighting yes, a pretty I'm bad illness, a, a viral <laughs> thing right now, so we wish him the best. Um, it's horrible timing. These yeah. Guys, these tend to be up so that one just as i said being a bucks fan I, i'm really excited to see what they do there um what might be ray's last appearance on the independence from what we mm -hmm. hear too good point um i've never seen kenny omega live before so i'm i'm we thrilled to see him face pentagon jr who i just i don't watch a lot of tna but i went out of my way to see the match he had, I believe it was at Slammiversary mm -hmm. with Sammy Callahan. Dear Lord, mm -hmm. the railroad <laughs> spike. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They, there was, I don't know if you watch Being the Elite. They had a oh, funny yeah. where they told him at the end of the G1 who he was facing, like spit out his word. What? That <laughs> hardcore guy from TNA? No. He's like <laughs> mad. I, I was dying. Um, but then also I'm I'm the Stephen Amell thing's cool, but I'm really excited to see Okada versus Marty School because I feel like that's kind of under the radar how good that match can be. Yeah, the, the working storyline they've done on being the elite is that Skrull's like not confident because Okada's a heavyweight and he's yeah. a junior heavyweight, and <laughs> yeah. every time Okada sees him, he's like, "I'm gonna send you back to 205 Live." <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell you if you have, if anyone doesn't watch being elite, you're missing out. Also, too, it's I so want to say if you watch if you're not watching ten pounds of gold or from the NWA channel, you're also missing See, out. Which I you haven't get. I haven't been following that, and I need to kind of get caught up this week before the show. So I, yeah, I they, intend that. they it's it's like they're all being cut from the same cloth. Like it, the the storytelling that we don't really get in wrestling nowadays is being fulfilled within that. And 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 the thing about it is that. Um, being the elite, as much as the comedic side is there, there is a bunch of storytelling that that invests you into their character and everything they're doing. And just like you said, the Okada and, and Marty Scroll thing, it, it's fun, but it's actually a story that's being told there. It is. And, and the people there are going to all get it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like if you follow it on social media or you follow it on the YouTube channel, like, everybody's in on the story everybody's in on the jokes yeah. to the point where when that mass comes together on saturday it's just going to be so much it's going to be so hyped in a way that i think it's lost in less intimate settings like a wwe where yeah Very people true. are gonna people are gonna do what they're gonna do during the roman reigns match but yeah it's such like a conglomerate that it's it's, it's not as intimate and i think that the move those guys make next, that's going to, let's say they go to WWE, that's going to be lost a little bit. But then then again, it's a business. They're trading one thing for maybe a lot more money. See, the thing is, why I love independent uh, wrestling is for the reason you just said. It's intimate and um, it's, it, it, it feels like people who are attending those shows are invested into the uh, the the 
the talent that's on it instead of it just being people that's invested in WWE. Yeah. So that now that you take that independent feel and and this fan base, but you also make this like a global phenomenon, this is a big deal with an independent fan base. I expect that place to Chicago is going to be rocking. Oh, this it's going to be weekend. great. Well, that's and, why we we're looking on Twitter at like what the parking sitch is like there because yeah, they have ten thousand people and there's like just over three thousand parking spots. So I told my boy, I was like, "Yo, we're not just going to roll in an hour before bell time. Like, we're going to get up there, we're going to get yeah. parked, we're going to take in the vibe. We're going to we have restaurant reservations. Nice. Um, you know, we're not playing around. And I yeah. also told them after the show. Let's get halfway home first, then we'll stop and eat somewhere. I'm not trying to eat <laughs> in that small little corner of that suburb yeah. right after 10,000 people come out the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, you, and you know the Young Bucks fans. They're going to be stalking their social media to see where they're going to go out and eat. It's, yeah. it's, it's a thing. So, well, you know, you either... We barely found food in New Orleans after WrestleMania. Everything was closed. I was like, right. I'm not try- you know what I'm saying? Like, we found a, like a little Greek diner right after, but it was like, I'm not playing around. I'm too old for this. <laughs> and not to mention, too, um, you're, you're going to need to decompress. I mean, this is going to be it's going to be crazy, dude. And I'm, I'm very yes. excited that you're going you're, uh, you're going to be entertained. This I'll obviously be watching at home. Sure. Um, um, so, look, look, we're talking about all in one of the biggest events. And we know when it comes down to wrestling, especially with the Young Bucks fan base, there's always tons of rumors, speculation. Just Mark's always got something to say. I just mm-hmm. want to know. Of all the different crazy things that you've heard <laughs> been thrown out about that, what would uh, you brought up Neville? Do you I, think I, you know where I'm going? It's plausible, man. Like, he, what but if he just got if he literally just got out of that contract, what better way to make a splash? You don't even have to sign with anybody, it's an yeah. independent show. Just That's right, he could really get his name back out there in a big way on this show. But then again, there's so much on this card, does he get lost in the shuffle? You know who's to say? Do you think CM Punk makes an appearance here? And, and, and what is his status for Starcast still? I think the only confirmed thing he's doing, to it's my knowledge, is the signing at Pro Wrestling Tees. Which um, I, I talked with one of their employees when I went to the shop there this summer, and he's just like, "Dude, I'm." He's like, "We're not going to enjoy that weekend because we're going to be working around the clock. It's going to be crazy." <laughs> I was like, are you going to have merch at the show? And he's like, we might pre-print some stuff, but you'd be better off just buying it right now or online. You know, we don't know. I, they are going to have merch stands on the concourse that has been confirmed since then. But And and also confirmed today, too, that we'll have exclusive merch um, yes. for people attending. An exclusive all-in shirt. And I believe they said exclusive being the elite shirt. I think they said, too. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm, so, I'll definitely be withdrawing some cash before the trip yeah. this weekend. I mean, but, look, yeah, it's, go it's, ahead, go ahead. It's gonna be a hot commodity too, because so all of us at home, and you know how young about merch is. <laughs> we seen we seen how it sells out at Hot Topic. So, you know, I may have to be wiring you some money to pick up a a a, a, a large for me on the side. <laughs> <laughs> but going going back to the CM Punk thing, I mean, all indications from him are that he has no interest in getting back in the ring. I know that he was offered a spot on this card. Mm-hmm. Um Seemingly, the card is full enough now to where he would have to win that battle royal. And, like, I don't know if I see CM Punk's return to wrestling being in a battle royal. 
Mm. Um, I don't know. It also the whole lawsuit thing with CM with the Colt Cabana kind of bummed me out on yeah. him a little bit. It's just the card's exciting enough to where I'm not going to expect him to be on the card. I don't think people should get their hopes up about it because I think it sets yourself up for disappointment on what should yeah. otherwise be a very exciting night. Um, I don't know like what other surprises I'm, I'm assuming that whoever's going to win that battle Royal has not been announced for it yet. Okay. Because like it, looking at that lineup, like there's some people on there that would be fun to see work Jay lethal that night, but no one that's yeah. kind of knocking my socks off yet. No offense to the talent. That's announced for that by any means. Oh, this and, and and I agree because there's tons of talent there. And I mean, I think it would be absolutely crazy if someone I'm a big fan of Jordan Grace to win it. But I mean, at the end of the day, we still have to think about the other side of the deal here. And that happens to be ROH realizing yes. that they have programming that they have to accommodate for after this. So it must be someone signed with ROH um, in order to be able to make that match even, you know, plausible. For, yeah. for to be determined that someone could actually win it. So Flip Gordon is the biggest wild card here. Mm. Because I mean, you want to talk about how like th the movement with, with with the Young Bucks and all in is big, but look how much of a star it made this one person. Who just signed a new two-year deal with them, by the way. Oh, good up. Yep, good point. So yeah, no, if Flip Gordon came in and won that, our the whole building would be <laughs> That would be, he's doing like a pre-party in the parking lot. It's already sold out as well. Like, um, he'll be there, so that's definitely plausible. Actually, you've sold me on that. That's my pick now. Nice. Pick now <laughs> I'm gonna think sure. it over a little bit. I think I think Flip is a safe bet for real. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you did do your research. You are from the area. Um, any other advice you would give fans coming into it? Let's just say people who's flying in. Um, obviously, I know that. Um. O'Hare is about 26 minutes, I believe, um, drive and, uh, and or Uber. But from everything you've researched and ever from your experience for the area, uh, what's a couple of pointers you'll give out to people? I mean, so StarCast is in Schaumburg, which is not terribly far from Hoffman Estates. I would, like you said, I think Uber, if you can get shuttles from the hotel, I would recommend that. If you're going to go downtown, I would plan if you're doing like going downtown the day of the show, for example, I would plan to start thinking about heading back early to mid afternoon, Chicago traffic being what it is. Um, look into the, the L system for getting around Chicago. Okay. Cheap, affordable way. Um, as opposed to cabs or Uber, as well as the Metra train systems that go in, uh, from the city to the suburbs and stuff like that. Um, I mean, if you're going to StarCast, you're going to have all the fun you need right there. But as far as, um, like I said, I, I just would anticipate getting to that show early. I think it's just going to be kind of a nice, um, fun vibe outside of the uh, the venue. Kind of WrestleMania, but on a lower scale, which I was nice because we've been to two of the larger WrestleManias in the past couple of years. And mm -hmm. that can get stressful. Specifically, Dallas was kind of insane. Yeah, no, um, no doubt. So, yeah, I just I really look forward to to a great weekend. Um, I'll be following it on social media. I look forward to making the trip with friends on Saturday um, and then breaking down the show in the car on the way home and over a quarter pounder with cheese is what I look forward to. <laughs> that's, that's the plan that we have. <laughs> 
Sounds good. So obviously, and I, and again, um, if you get a chance, go back and listen to our interview with um, Nick Aldis. Um, he's a smart man, and I, I couldn't let him off the show without asking what's next. And he said, you have to wait and see. Now, we already seen our wait sell, uh, sell out Madison Square Garden come uh, Mania weekend. Um, this sold out, I mean, with success, uh, you keep going while you have it. With that being said, I, I almost can assume that we're going to have an all-in, too. Where do you – it's a prediction. Where do you see it next year? So let's assume that it's an annual event, like their version of what their WrestleMania is. I think the demand – I think it would It would also – you'd have to look at how they do as far as pay-per-view buys and how successful the convention can and will be. I think you have to look at bigger. I really do because the yeah. demand is there. And if the demand is there and there's money to be made and impact to be made, why not? Maybe maybe All In becomes its own promotion and not a promotion in the traditional sense that we have these talent and this is the roster that we're touring with. But it's this kind of like almost what the NWA title has become now where it's this thing that it built around the title and we work with who we work with when we work with them. And it's it's more of a a means of promoting Nick Aldis, I guess, at this point. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what the uh, the elite crew does. I I think that there's more possibilities, and I think limiting themselves to signing with a promotion or making all-in like its own promotion, I think is almost missing the point, yeah. at least how I see the point and how I, how I predict the success of this event will be. But I, I do think to get you know, advertising or to get people to invest, to make it a bigger commodity. I think the, the data has to be there. And I think that comes with pay-per-view buys. I mean, obviously we've seen the ticket sales, but I think the pay-per-view buys are going to be big. Mm-hmm. I think they're only limited by their own creativity as well as the market. And um, and like they said on Jericho, I mean, they they talked about the sponsors they have, Cracker Barrel, which is amazing for them to have something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Fridays and um, um, and obviously a hot topic, and they said that's just some because they said there's going to be others. We're going to be so surprised at, but they said that although the money was there. Um, they didn't take the money because that 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 was against the reason why they did this. They invested all into it. They let the sponsorship help them with other stuff, you know, with you know, um, you know, other stuff, rings and stuff like that. Um, and with that being said, I mean, I, like you said, that mentality makes me think that why would they cash in for a big deal unless this is like a mega like o, uh, o, Odell Beckham Jr. deal today. Why would they cash it in considering everything they did for themselves this year? So I expect for us to at least see this one more time. And um, um, nonetheless, I think that uh, come September 1st, this Saturday, uh, we're, we're, we're seeing the new era to independent wrestling and, and the success of people uh, banking on themselves. Yeah, I, I, it kind of what you just said there reminds me. I don't know if you ever saw the social network movie. I'm, I'm assuming you did. Oh, yeah. You see everything. Yeah. But there was the part <laughs> of the movie where they were just getting off the ground with Facebook, and yeah. his partner was like, yo, we need to like start putting ads on here and 
monetizing. And he's like, no, that's beside the point. We need to embrace what's cool about this right now and grow it that way. And it, yeah. like you said, I think that that's, that's like, they can either like monetize it and cash in their chips now, or they can continue to grow it and make it more of an abstract version of what a wrestling promotion might be and maybe that's where they go i i think 2019 is going to be really a really interesting year yeah for wrestling and, and i do want to say oh go ahead go ahead either way i do think that they're with all that said i do think there's something to be said about making it to the top of the industry and the top of the industry is having you know like a, a main match on a wrestlemania type card and mm -hmm. i know kenny omega has spoken about that being something that's important to him I mean, he's no, he's no big, I don't know how much bigger he's going to possibly be than he is right now. That would be interesting to see what kind of move. I don't know. There, there's a lot of possibilities. And I think that's what makes this all exciting in the first place. You're right about that. And, um, um, yeah, uh, um, something you just said too. Oh yeah. And, and with the fact that, you know, they were very vocal about how this move was a it's and Jericho said it is a threat towards Vince McMahon and you know that's why the season desist came about and, and it's funny that they said Vince McMahon said they should have called and asked for help if they needed it <laughs> whatever however that would have paved out but Jericho said the most important thing that I've really never considered but when you consider like if you if you're a threat towards Vince McMahon obviously the biggest promoter of all promoters you initially I think that's a bad thing but you think about that when you threaten someone of that power you're doing absolutely something right and you have to continue that and you know just shout out to everyone that's involved in doing what's happening um this weekend as it's monumental and being a wrestling fan in this era with so much wrestling all over and every streaming service independent companies are popping up all over the world um and and, and just you know we're the all everything that's happening in wrestling towards the positivity is is so good but to see this happening with a bunch of wrestlers investing in so putting together a match selling out ten thousand in 26 minutes i mean like i said nigga out is wrestling is safe for a long time yeah i if they're a threat to vince McMahon, they're doing something right yeah they're doing something right so but yeah, before we close out, man, any any um closing uh, remarks or anything else you want to add? Um, just that I, you know, I think for if if we want this to be as revolutionary as, as it is, if you're not attending, like I'm fortunate enough to be doing, you know, order the show, pay for the show, you know, support it, and let's see what happens from here. But um, just appreciate, you know, let me come back on the show. It's been a hot minute since I've been on, and. We certainly don't get to talk wrestling nearly enough anymore. <laughs> so, um, no, this was a welcome break from uh, a lot of the hard work I'm doing outside of pro wrestling. So uh, <laughs> thanks for having me on. This was fun. And maybe um, sometime in the week or two that follows the show, maybe I'll come back on and tell you no, my, my live impression of the show. No doubt, dude. We keep you alive on the show. Um, definitely keep working hard and everything you got going on in your personal life. Um, um, being a dad is a beautiful thing. Yes. Uh, pursuing your education is is a is a is a very life changing but very stressful thing. That um anyone who's ever who's who's you know any done any post grade school um type of education understands the sleepless nights um the financial burdens and all that and so on but also to be raising the child while doing it at the same time i mean that 
automatically makes you a superhero dude so oh, well thank you i appreciate that keep, keep working hard you know the door and your seat is always here um and and um yeah it's nothing like talking wrestling with your friends so absolutely uh, you know at any time we'll make it happen so but uh you know it wouldn't it wouldn't be it wouldn't be right if i didn't let you close the show so <laughs> the floor is yours buddy <laughs> all right <laughs> i'm a little rusty let's see what i can do here um <laughs> For two chains and the rest of the crew, this is uh, this is Aaron. This is a big old belt wrestling podcast at BGB Group on Twitter. Um, man, I don't know what what all your social media hashtags are Look, anymore. Hey, hey, hey! We got this covered at www.biggoldbeltgroup.com. All the hey, information. You, haven't, right you didn't there. have a website last time I did this. That's right. <laughs> see, they're growing in my absence. Official, I was only holding you back. website there for you. And you will see the crew, the original crew. We are there. So give us, you know, give us uh, any information you want as far as, um, you know, uh, shows we're attending uh, is up there. Um, all our recent interviews, links to all our social media. And uh, all wrestling news and other stuff, it's all available there. So step over for that. But, so we'll catch you guys after All In because I'm sure it's going to be a lot to talk about then. So definitely keep out of social media for all upcoming news and stuff for that. Peace out. <laughs>